Who Back When? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another bonus episode of Who Back When? A Doctor Who podcast. Or dog past. Dog past. Like, only 24 hours past, though. It's practically <laughs> a dog present. It is a dog yeah. future as well, <laughs> ah. because we are looking to the future of the Doctor, and the future is female. Yes! Yeah. I could yeah. say, come on, guys, you can do a bit more whooping for that. <laughs> Cut out that awkward pause. I gave you a yes. <laughs> It'll let it out in post. Okay. <laughs> Make them all sound super excited. Who are you? Me? I'm uh, Marie. You might recognise me from previous podcasts, such as the one that was not last week. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Having a bad day. Uh, who are you? Oh, she's looking at me, Podcast Land. I'm Leon. Hello, everyone. Hi, Leon. Hello. Hello. Who um, am I? Opposite, opposite Leon is... Oh, I'm Jim. Oh, hi, Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, you two. I'm seeing you in ages. Oh, who's this guy? I'm Drew Way Back When, a relic of the Doctor Who past. Mm. Hello, Drew oh. Way Back When. Hi, Drew. Hi, other man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I say the ratio to men, men to women here is not very... Miriam prompt. is here. Yeah, we are recording in front of a live Ooh. studio audience, a 100% female studio audience. Yes. Hello. Yeah, the silent part of this podcast is 100% female, so <laughs> super representative. <laughs> <laughs> so where do we start? W- okay, should we just high level say, like, how do we feel about the new Doctor? gonna pass over to the female voice i feel 100 percent awesome i'm <laughs> so in love with jodie whittaker i think this is the best thing that's ever happened and that's it are the best you, thing that's ever happened are you gonna be in love with jodie whittaker though when she's not adjacent to how bad the parking in sheffield is on basically that street <laughs> you used to live on with your sister i was gonna say did you recognize the street <laughs> I took Drew there a couple of weeks ago um, because there's free parking on that street because it's, yeah, and it is awful to park on. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Not hammer through a windshield. <laughs> Not awful, quite but. that bad. We never experienced that in the like year and a half that I lived there, but you never know. Is that genuinely your neighbourhood? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I know. And what a view. Do you love that view? Oh, it's gorgeous. I loved that view. It was a good tourist bulletin for Sheffield. Yeah. Nice views and aliens. Yeah. Why not, why not go visit Sheffield? And, cr- and cranes. <laughs> <laughs> that run all night. Yeah. Efficient. If yeah. not, like, slack off in spending. Sheffield. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, chaps? How did you find the 13th Doctor? I super loved it as well. Yeah? Yeah. You um, loved it? You loved the, the episode whole, or loved the Doctor? The, the episode, the Doctor, the introduction of the companions I thought was quite good as well. Okay. Okay. I, I liked that some things that bothered me at the start were actually woven in and kind of thrown back at you. Oh, like what? Oh, we'll come to that later. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Drew, Drew's sort of on board, yeah? I'm pretty on board. I actually liked the score or lack thereof. It seemed much more subtle, particularly with the companions. It wasn't like, here's a companion. Ooh, they must be weird in this way. It's just, mm. here are two normal Sheffield people, and they're being normal people, and you relate to them immediately, and now they're reacting like normal people would to this thing, and it just seemed a completely different show to what we've got, what we've had for years. Yeah. It did feel very new, actually. Yeah. It did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's very, see very what new. Leon felt before we dive into how Oh, hi, everyone. Okay, 13th Doctor, I thought she was fantastic. I, think, I thought Jodie Whittaker did a marvellous job. Liked the companions, but normally we get a new Doctor, but an old companion, and we didn't get that here. But so we didn't it, get that with Matt Smith either. And that, I think, was one of the strongest, like, openers. Yeah. Oh, that's a fair point. Yeah. Fish, okay. fish fingers and custard and... 
Let Oemi Pond. So this is just what happens when there's a new showrunner, presumably. Fried egg sandwiches, yeah. But yeah, okay, so in total anyway, Jodie Whittaker, fantastic. And I did like the episode. There are a few things maybe that I thought could have done been done differently, but overall, as a as a the start of a new Doctor, new showrunner, new writers, etc., Spiffing, yeah, I loved it. I think actually I prefer it when it goes like this because I was um, thinking back to when Rose was the companion over two doctors and Clara was the companion over two doctors, and I think both times their chemistry wasn't, I don't know, quite as the same. No, because no, because Rose had the whole thing with Tennant and that went on for ages. But yeah, but that was gonna be what she did with Eccleston. I think yeah. the point is that it's 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 a continuation, so you're going to go somewhere where they were already going to yeah. take it rather than somewhere completely new but clara as well like i think she had really good chemistry with matt smith and then they kind of it felt really forced almost with capaldi and she was like oh i've always fancied older men and like making all these little references and it's just like oh yeah that's yeah. okay yeah i didn't quite like that element but as yeah. friends they work yeah no they did absolutely but i think just from that first episode I, it didn't really set well and then it, it got better whereas with matt smith you were just boom thrown in the deep end whole new companions setting everything new doctor new like yeah. tardis and um, yeah, standing on supper something tall saying this planet is defended that yeah sort of thing. yeah exactly mm. yeah but she she really reminded me of matt smith it felt really like a sim- i could imagine him saying those lines a lot of the time okay did oh. she remind you two of any previous doctors I, I agree with the matt smith thing i think she has that warmth that the doctor doesn't always get right i think um I think I actually I found it lacking in the last um, New Who we reviewed, which was the Night Terrors one, which I don't. I think I was a bit alone with, but um, it felt like it was missing the Doctor realizing he's dealing with humans and has to be sympathetic. And oh, they and turned that aspect of normally, the Doctor up to eleven in this one. Yeah, mm. but I think I think Matt Smith normally had a lot of that. I think it, it wavered occasionally, but that was normally his kind of like raison d'être. And I think a lot of the classic and, and New Who as well Doctors have missed that and she's got it again I and i like it i can see the matt smith now that you're saying it but i was thinking early jovial tenant oh back when he enjoyed being alive <laughs> yeah yeah exactly oh. yeah. Yeah. for his emo phase yeah. there were even a few scenes where i felt like oh is she doing a tenant like is she doing a uh, this facial spasm doesn't translate onto the podcast but like i felt like she was doing like a and this is a mm, do you want us a video of surprise, that and put it on the, tenant on the site <laughs> Because that was a great face. Yeah, and spot on tenant. I yeah, think yeah, everyone absolutely. will agree. Yeah. <laughs> like he was here with us. I think I can I can kind of imagine Ten doing it, but he would do it very differently. Whereas okay. I, I think Matt Smith would have done it similar ways. I yeah. think I think it could have been something that changed a lot, a lot with direction. They could read the exact same lives, the exact same scene, exact same storyline, but I think they would get directed slightly differently and mm. it would be a very different feeling doctor. But I think the reason why I was particularly seeing Matt Smith and I was I was almost trying to picture him saying these lines and I was trying to think have they written the doctor as a woman and like changed her character to be more feminine or or could this character now be played by a man and like what does that mean for the doctor and I think for the most part I think she she is just the doctor she's not a female version of him she's not watered down she's not like made softer well yeah, I mean, there's there's no reason why the character should be watered down. But like, it, with the exception of a few specific jokes, like, why are you calling me madam and so on? Like, I, I, it's been a while since I bought women's clothes, whatever. Aside from those things, it's just the Doctor. Yeah. It's Entirely. not been that long. I mean, he was buying River Song lingerie for 24 years on... on <laughs> <laughs> I say, how did everyone take that line? 
Because my my original like split second reaction was, oh, does that mean he was a woman at some point? And then I changed it to be, oh, well, he probably bought it for his daughter or granddaughter or There are whoever. a few scenes of Troughton and Pertwee in drag, so I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, I've seen one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. While we're talking about classic doctors, I must also interject at this point that Michael Ridgway saw parallels between Jodie and the seventh of, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone is seeing parts of their old favourite doctors in this new doctor. Yeah. I mean, how great is that? True. I think that's wonderful. Actually. Yeah. yeah. How do you feel about the companions and the multitude of them? From word go, the, what I was thinking was, why isn't Grace a companion? Like, she's clearly, she's really gung-ho, she's throwing herself into it, she wants to help, she's like perfect companion material. She's a nurse. And very, very yeah. quickly. Oh, she's a nurse. Oh, she's they a hate nurse. nurses. Oh. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> <Totally> disposable. <laughs> but yeah, it, it kind of almost ruined it because it almost immediately I had that thought and I was like, ah, she's going to die. Right from the word go, I knew she was going to die. She didn't just have this thought, by the way. She vocalised it many times throughout the episode. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. <laughs> but yeah, because I don't know, because she, she would have been the one. If you were going to pick any of them to come with you and be helpful, she would have been the one. And yeah, so it, it felt like that was the only way to write her out, really. Um, especially because it was her. Fa- she's not going to let her family go off without her and not yeah. join them. But then... Again, they sort of came round to that because, well, this was, I'm Nick and Jim's point now, sorry. But yeah, it's, it's, this is my point. But, go on, say it. But we Jim. made it together. No, you go on. Well, is at the funeral, whatever Bradley's, what's his name? Walsh? Graham. Graham. Oh, his, his character <laughs> name. Character name. When Graham was talking about her and he basically said, it should, like, she should have been me, she should be the one that's here. And I was like, you kind of vocalised what we're all thinking, and her son as well. Yeah, why didn't, like, why didn't the chase g- climb up onto the tower? Exactly. Well, because he's not as brave as she was. I hope they're going to make this more... I'm hoping this will be a plot based point, on, based and it'll on be his like, growth. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's always going to feel like Grace could have done this better. He's got to protect Ryan... And he's got a motivation to do it, and oh, yeah. I hope I hope that it's going to be a fuel and drive for his character. Oh yeah, if if anything, like that, their arc is at the end of, when they finally descend in Act Three. Uh, what's his name? Ryan is going to call him Granddad. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. that's of the arc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. I I wasn't expecting that, and I was I wasn't expecting that acting ability from him. I thought that was that, that was good. Yeah, you know, I felt that. Moments after the episode finished, we watched the chase. <laughs> 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 and he was not as convincing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably just kind of doesn't give a shit about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get him paid. It was also <laughs> a celebrity chase, so it was it was just doubly shit. Yeah. This is my twenty fifth episode of the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it like celebrity pointless where they kind of mock all the celebrities? Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, but but also like the, the questions are super. Oh, anyway, super easy. Matter, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I completely agree. He was surprisingly. A surprisingly good actor. Yeah. How do you feel about the other ones? We have so we have Ryan and uh, Yaz. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I kind of feel like there's a lot to prove. Like so far, they've just they're, they're along for the ride. Like I think a lot of the times when a companion gets dragged along, they've done something already, and they, I feel like they were just kind of passengers a lot for this. Okay. But yeah, but again, when we came to the end of the episode, and I was like, oh, there's going to be a really cheesy scene now where she's like. The doctor's going, oh, I don't want to travel on my own. Why don't you all come with me? And I thought, that d- it doesn't fit. They haven't earned their place. They need to be something special to travel with the doctor. And so, I, yeah, I really like the kind of 
twist ending that is like oh it's it was just an accident they're not supposed to be with her but they're going now and she's gonna have to deal with it so they're gonna earn their place over the next course of the next few episodes i would assume we totally called that by the way yeah sorry yeah. out loud yeah. again <laughs> <laughs> i should let you watch it on your own and then then i was wondering oh maybe they're all teleport and then she'll be stood there stuck on earth still yeah. oh that would have been fun as well actually yeah. yeah but that's a nice way of resolving the perennial doctor who contradiction of every single human on the planet is special but companions uh, there are like a dozen super special ones who are yeah. actually special and actually everyone else can just die so it's nice that we perhaps will get an arc from average Sheffield Joe Schmoes to special companions and we'll see them yeah. earn it hey no one in Sheffield is average I mean average for Sheffield <laughs> right okay <good. laughs> completely <laughs> different scale <laughs> turn, it, turn it everywhere else did you think that was apparent in the um, oh I've forgotten his name but the the one who was the target of the hunt Carl because effectively, like, there wasn't a massive global threat. There was a threat of it being repeated and another individual being targeted and being hunted. But really, it was a threat just for him. Yeah. And she, the Doctor went to great effort to save this random individual, who presumably is now not going to be a companion, probably not going to turn up again. But Yeah, exactly. We have no idea what happened to that guy. No. Probably carried on working for his dad's crane company. Yeah, yeah carried on being the Sheffield version <laughs> of Tommy Boy. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Holy shnikes. But I think um, it. What she did make a point to say, like, it will stop you from using Earth as a hunting ground. You won't come back here. Um, yeah. So, because we know she, he, they've been to Sheffield twice in seven years. We yeah. don't know where if they've been anywhere else on the planet. Wait, wait. Yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> it randomly selected human on the planet Earth. Two of them from Sheffield. <laughs> it's a big city. We've got. When they say it's random. a big city. <laughs> no, wait. That big a city. No, this is the problem with random: is that you never want it to be random. You want it to be selective because if it's random, you can get coincidence like that. It could annoying. be Sheffield every time. Yeah. But the odds. <laughs> it's a good sized city. It's not a big capital where the police presence is going to be so high that you're going to get traps. And it's not going to be you and the but target on a moor and pop, he's dead. Y- you know when the Starship Enterprise comes to a planet and they're like, hail the planet, and there's always just an office. That's like the planet's office. <laughs> Do you reckon that office is in Sheffield? <laughs> there, there are some call centers there. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Plus that. <laughs> yeah. So you, you say like, Jodie did you proud. But, <laughs> I was going to say, if, it, if they did turn up to a little Yorkshire village, they would just have to go down to the pub and say, do you know where Trevor is? And they'd go, oh yeah, li- he lives down the road. But then you can't go and ask where Trevor is when you look like the alien looks like. Unless people think it's Halloween and you're in fancy dress. Yeah, and everyone in that Yorkshire village is drunk. Kebab guy. Never happens. I uh, I have to tell you, I so uh, on Facebook, I'm sort of in a few groups that are like made up of Sheffield folk, and it's when I get nostalgic, I go on and I see what people are talking about. And obviously, last night everyone was talking about Doctor Who, and universally, everybody's favourite moment was Northern drunk lad throws kebab salad at an alien yes that was the one thing that everybody kept coming back to and they all fucking loved it (laughs) i hope that becomes an insult it's like it's like that's the most realistic part of the whole episode like that would absolutely happen to you if you walked down the street in sheffield wearing that and it wasn't halloween Do you think there was an intention to air this episode earlier? Yeah, because they said you're a month early. Yeah, Halloween's next month. Yeah. It's like, oh, 
Or should it be in September? Are we just to believe? Yeah, exactly. Are we to believe that this happened like two weeks ago or something? Or maybe they. But were. as Marie said at the time, they were really late announcing when it was coming out. Like, yeah, something's gone funny with it. Hasn't yeah, it? that's probably exactly what. I don't, what if, I don't know if we'll ever know, but yeah. Mm. I was trying to work out where all the actors are from as well because I wanted oh. to know if their accents were legit or not. Uh-huh. Um, so Yaz is from Leeds, so okay. she, Leeds. she's you know. <laughs> Wait, what does that sound like, Drew? Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Close enough. She's, you know, she's northern, but um, she's not from Sheffield. But it's, she could, she could have grown up in Leeds and then gone across. But I think to she did Sheffield an alright job. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, Whitaker's obviously from Huddersfield, which is West Yorkshire. Huddersfield. So we've got all, all the Yorkshire's covered. But um, Ryan, I could not find any information. It just says he is from England. Oh, really? Nobody's from England. Ryan Where are you from, Ryan? <laughs> he has an England flag in his room, as uh, Miriam noticed when we watched this the second time around. Really? What is his room? Because oh, the second time around, I was, I was just like, hang on, has he gone to a spaceship? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all just like, is that the in- inside of the new TARDIS? And then it just turns yeah. out, no, it, he just has the spaciest wall behind him. Yeah. And which two heartless assholes have down-liked his video about his <laughs> dead nana. <now>. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was like 29 views. <laughs> oh. I, I looked it up, by the way, if it, to see if there was a Ryan S or a Ryan S. Oh. There are like a million Ryans in class. It's very difficult. At the very top is some kid. He's, he looks to be maybe six or seven, although this podcast has proven that I'm terrible at gauging people's ages, but maybe six or seven. 30-year-old. Something tells me this kid is going to be bombarded with YouTube hits. <laughs> oh. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh but yeah but that but yeah so ryan is supposed to be 19 as is yaz presumably because they went to primary school together yeah um, she was the teacher no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> like that changes things um but yeah what what did you, he's he's Ryan's 26, 26 and she's, she's 30, 30. wow she? yeah. <laughs> wow so yeah how many so she it was her second year in training to yeah. be a, uh, a police officer mm. So did she start when she was 17? Is that even possible? Like, could she have done that? Yeah, I think so. Really? Whereas Jim was saying you have to stay into education now until you're 18. But actually, if you're on apprenticeships or training courses or anything, you don't. Wait, so so you can be a police officer at 17? But in training... She's not a police officer yet. Holy shit. Yeah, but she will be soon. She could be a year or two older. We don't know. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It could have been a small primary school and they knew people in the year above or whatever, but... Yeah. Yeah. She, she's at most, like, she's 20, 21. Yeah. 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 My yeah. question is, are there no 20-something actors in the whole of Sheffield that you could have chosen? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure she'll do great. But also, would you want to? Is it, this is better, right? Surely this is better. I mean, for You're the same just saying reason- that because we're all in our 30s. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> I was just saying that because, for the same reason that like, I, I feel like child actors should actually have been CGI'd in the first place. You really? You want comes up. You want actors who are a little bit more experienced as actors or who have at least had time to hone their own voice. But is there anything about those characters that says you have to be 19? No, absolutely like, not. They couldn't they just be mid-20s? I think you just drop that line and no one get, yeah, cares. You, would, yeah. like, you don't need to age them. They're, yeah. they're young enough that they're still learning stuff for a career. Yeah. He's got to be so young what? enough to have Bradley Walsh as a step-granddad. That's, that works. I mean, what if he's thirty? Sorry, Bradley Walsh. Oh, wait, excuse me. Bra- Bradley Walsh is not his biological granddad. Yeah, so you could married you, younger. You yeah, could genuinely true. make him any age; doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. But yeah. I think you would you would naturally assume they were kind of early twenties, maybe mid twenties. Yeah, yeah. Or the oldest. But yeah, you're right. You don't then, need to like to say a name because that happened with like Amy and Rory. You gave them an age, 
and suddenly we're then getting really picky and be like, oh, but this means that she's this old and da 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 yeah. and it doesn't yeah, all exactly. add up and it's going to come back later and they'll have messed it up because they always do. So just don't give them an age and everyone's happy. I feel like we're getting into review level specific. <laughs> Sorry. We might, be, we might be broad brushing this a little more. Okay. Well, well, some things we do also need to look at because this is the as in episode specific things because this is the season that is going to be monster of the week and this was our first taste of that there's yeah. no at least allegedly not going to be a season long arc the it's not going to have any classic aliens isn't that great mm. 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 yes i like that being classic aliens like... really yeah i i think they lean on it too much and yeah, I would. I would rather they came up with new stuff. And this was a really I, cool looking yeah. alien. I, I'm so glad it to was. be watching this series and not be thinking, is it going to be the Daleks or the Cybermen? I agree. Yeah, I yeah. agree. But I think there could be maybe a little bit of a mix. Like, I mean, at some point, I would quite like to see a classic foe. But yeah, the first because um, I hadn't read that, I didn't know that they weren't going to do any classic foes. And you saw the weird light and the big kind of fig looking yeah the weird transport the bulb thing the bulb and that's all that really cool and then as soon as it cracked open and there was this little like robot bent down and i was like oh is that a cyberman and yeah, i was I so disappointed <laughs> and then it stood up and i was like oh my god it's so much better like it looks so cool and then when he takes the mask off and the teeth and the face oh, oh that was so good mm-hmm. yeah did it did everyone else get the feeling that this was quite an adult oh yeah story absolutely yeah. as well and and the, the drama and tension in it was... It's so much... People die in this. It's there really are so many people brutal. who get killed. And violently, yeah. yeah he cracked open his jaw. Yeah, yeah. Like, you hear those cracks. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and then there's a funeral at the end. Yeah. 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 It's like they, they didn't... Like, they don't show stuff, but they didn't really pull any punches either. Like, yeah. I feel like this was treating the audience with a level of respect that sometimes is missing. I agree. Like, yeah. And I, I like that. I appreciate that. I think kids will get freaked out by it, but they'll be fine with it as well yeah. like yeah. you have to treat them because as, it's not as the young adults they are a lot of it time. is all off screen you don't see anything yeah so it's all like left to the imagination so ki- kids can watch it and not be too freaked out by it maybe but as an adult you get a bit more out of it without it being just a crap cgi like and they probably all watched 18 rated films already oh, yeah. anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, exactly. youtube is the fucking wild west so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've seen peppa pig do worse things <laughs> but yeah, the, oh sorry god no, I'm not going to speak over you today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just wait for next week. Eh? Yeah. Saving it up. Um, but yeah, the funeral um, again, I, d- I didn't know it in the beginning. I was like, oh, this is a bit much. Like she never goes to funerals. Like the doctor, when something like this happens, he just says his goodbyes and leaves. And I was really surprised that she stayed for the funeral. And then it's because she didn't have anywhere to go because she doesn't have a TARDIS. So it made sense. <laughs> so like, so if, if she had had her TARDIS, she would have just fucked off right out of there? Absolutely. Well, we'll find out. Who cares about yeah. these humans? She's never, like, he's never been to a funeral before in his past incarnations. Like when someone's died, he doesn't stick know. around I don't know. to say I don't his remember. condolences. Sometimes he doesn't even stay in the same universe. Exactly. So... I know. I, I think in here's where what Jim said before comes into play, that there's a bigger connection, like a stronger connection to humans or to what it means to be human but i don't think she'll do it every time i think that is because you can't every every week you'll be at someone's funeral or someone's like hospital bedside helping them recover like, it's yeah but how many practical. major characters can they kill off mm. 
I, I mean, the, we, we, we're not going to see a funeral for the granddad of the year, the guy at the, the security guard. Oh, who's oh. on the race? Like, oh, oh God, it's my last day on the job. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I'm only doing this to put my orphan granddaughter through veterinary school. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, not every granddad's this lucky, dot, oh. dot, dot, die. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no funeral for that character, no. right? So um, probably... If this is the tone, if they've set a you know an accurate tone for the rest of the season, lots more characters are going to die, but we're not necessarily going to stop and mourn those characters. Because you'll have a TARDIS if you can leg it. And we're not going to care about them because they're not one of the four main companions. Their shirts are red. Everyone else is a grey. Exactly. <laughs> I Oh, no. No. So no, Drew, it's your turn now. Okay, okay. <laughs> Speaking of red shirts, I was convinced that Carl was going to die when he was going forward on the train towards the peril. And he turned into a, a character, not only with a speaking part, but with a crucial role in the episode. Yeah. This episode dashed my expectations half a dozen times. Mm. Well, not dashed, exceeded. Exceeded wildly. Which other times did it exceed wildly? Tim Shaw. <laughs> Tim Shaw! Tim Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a total red line. That was so good. <laughs> Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw. <laughs> Tim Shaw. <laughs> That's a fantastic scene. Yeah, I love that scene. Yeah. And when she's like, she's like badgering him, and they're all like, "Don't do that to the monster." <laughs> but yeah. I, I also like, and I, I feel like they've been quite careful with this episode. I'm not expecting it to carry on, but the, he is a, t- a stereotypical villain where he gives his plan away and you know, engages rather than just killing. But they established that he wants to torment his victims. Mm. Very first, coming out of the pod, um, the guy whose sister got taken previously is asked him, where is his sister? Comes out of the pod, walks over and say, say that again. Mm. Yeah. And he says it again and kills him. It's like, establishes that this is a villain that wants to chat and torment and get one up and, and yeah, play with yeah. him. And that terrifying fate of all the other people who have been taken, that they're just held in stasis or in some weird limbo... It's absolutely terrifying. Doesn't the doctor even say that? What? And they're just sort of decomposing. They're just left dying. To rot, yeah. Basically. yeah, left to rot. That exactly. sort of bothered me because I was like, it, I, I know she doesn't have a TARDIS right now, but in my mind, she should be saving that. Where's that planet? I'm going to go back and rescue these people. I'm going to bring back this sister from seven years ago. She won't have decomposed yet. It's only been seven years. Um, and your brother might be dead, but you can survive. And like, if she was, I don't know, had that much humanity then that's where she would be now what she did was she sent tim shaw back through the portal and he went back to his home planet and said guys i think we really need to have a long hard look at ourselves (laughs) (laughs) it's not cool guys (laughs) who's your favorite companion so far that's a good question Mm. i quite like ryan Mm. quite like yaz Mm. yaz is fun and take chargey and she wants yeah. to learn more and improve and and i like that she was she was very much like i'm on the job i'm doing this is like the biggest um police job she's had to date she's only been doing the parking things um and she was taking on your seriously. street on my street yeah and then, <laughs> um but yeah she very quickly goes okay i can see your logic i'm not gonna fight it i'm not gonna do like the by the book thing, I'm going to help you instead rather than being a, yeah. like, oh, I'm a copper and I've got to go and report everything. Yeah, it was good. And I liked how it was just the doctor using presence and charisma mm. and, you know, just commanding a situation that she starts giving her, like, y- Yaz gives him her first name and, like, dropping the detective or whatever it was, constable. And 
is not psychic paper or yeah, yeah. Really their little trick. Tricks it's on just her. again, it's that little touch yeah. of humanity. I think it it gives you more of a feeling of why the Doctor cares about humans seeing this behaviour rather than it's it's the Doctor being a tourist who likes interfering. I, yeah, I agree. I like the Doctor's line of, I'm calling you Yaz now because we're friends. Yeah. Oh, that was such a nice line. But I didn't really buy why a police officer would just give her first name to some bystander. Is it normal for police officers to just go, oh, my name's Yaz, or my, like, oh, sorry, my friends call me this. I think because she dropped out of nowhere and saved the, this like weird metal explodey thing is heading towards you and she managed to stun it it was it was literally for a few seconds so it's not just a random woman it's someone who like knows more about the situation than she does she's a very junior police officer um and she's completely out of her depth and so someone comes in with like some knowledge and you kind of submit to them it's just the thing that she says. Yeah, I, I, it does totally nitpicking on my part. I, I still love her as a It's very nitpicking. But so we have a police officer. We have a an aspiring mechanic. So we know that Ryan's at some point going to fix a spaceship engine or something like that. We have a bus, bus driver, driver who's really good at fraternizing with the locals and gathering intel. Well, with local bus drivers... <laughs> with his mates yeah. <laughs> we'll be on some alien planet at some point and he'll probably say something like oh we just let's find the bus drivers he is my but, le- least favourite companion so far oh, yeah. but I, I really hope that he does like shine and become I feel like he'll become lovable I think he will too like a lovable well, old wolf I, I saw a little bit of that <laughs> trying <laughs> Drew's nodding <laughs> possibly I mean I he's going to step out the shadow of his recently departed wife so yeah, yeah. he'll yeah. step up yeah, I think so. But yeah, I, had, I have a soft spot for Ryan as well. I liked. Um, I didn't really understand why they were forcing him to ri- to learn to ride a bike. It's not a skill <laughs> every nineteen-year-old needs, surely. Would you also, like to read out Rory's note? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. R- Rory partly reviewed this episode to the extent of who learns to ride a bike on top of a fucking cliff, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all he gave us. Yep. <laughs> which is more than question. Nick gave us, which was meh. Yeah. Uh, explain yourself, Nick. Uh, pop, a, pop a comment on the website. <laughs> well, my theory is he was just trying to get my attention because he wanted to hear what my thoughts were. Yeah. Ah, was just using well played, Nick. Yeah. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, meanwhile, when you are in the middle of fucking nowhere on top of the fucking cliff, um, how the heck are you 20 minutes away from a train station? Because it's Sheffield. They're in the middle of nowhere. It's not Sheffield. They're in Grindleford. Is that where it is? Because they were in the Grindleford Hather Sage. Yeah, they were, they were between Ooh. Grindleford and some other place. Hather Sage is oh. how she says it. Oh. How, wait, how should you say it? Alicid. Oh. <laughs> Amateurs. That really bothered me. <laughs> oh, that really bothered me. Hather and Sage. five million other Yorkshire lads and lasses, yes, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, what bothered me is uh, I think it's Ryan at some point calls it the Peaks. Oh, yeah. Literally mm. never heard anyone shorten it to the Peaks. <laughs> because we were discussing this afterwards, and Jim said it made sense. It's the Peak District. Why wouldn't you call it the Peaks? But I, I don't think, know if I said entirely it made sense. Well. <laughs> But there are no, there are no, for people who don't know the geography of our country, there are no peaks in the Peak District. There are no mountains. It's not a mountainous area. There are like rolling hills and cliffs and blah, blah, blah. 
Where does the name come from? So it was the Scottish um, invaders came down and it, they were the Pict tribe. So it's the Pict district. Nice. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because yeah, people go to the Peak District and go, well, where are all your peaks? Well, I see a hillocks and tumps. Exactly. Um, and it's very, very beautiful and you should all go. But um, yeah, it's not peaky. So I think at best you might call it the peak. You would never pull There's a high it. peak? There, uh, no, there's a dark peak and a white peak. Isn't there a high peak? Is there a high peak? I thought there was an area uh, called a high peak. I think there might be. <laughs> That's at least three peaks. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, so I also went on, because I wanted to double check that I was right about this as well, and I went on my um, Sheffield Forum blog thing, <laughs> um, and other people were equally outraged that people would call it the peaks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not alone. And um, and yeah, because I think that because you would get confused between like the three peaks, because there are an established like three peaks in England, and there's also the like Welsh, English, Scottish three peaks. So if you're saying the peaks, you'd probably be referring to one of those. Are you saying that you were a little peaked by this? That was. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, my point was, I really liked, while I didn't like the they were forcing him to learn to ride a bike, even though he was he clearly didn't want to, I liked that he went back and did it for his nan. And he was like, I'm going to persevere and I'm going to make this happen, even though it's incredibly frustrating. No, he has a condition. Why torment him? Well, he... Does he need a bike to get uh, around? No, uh, no. Nobody in cycles Sheffield. in Sheffield. It's the Too hilliest hilly. city you've ever seen. It's ridiculous. It's the hill district. Did you see all the houses were like all built on an angle? It's great. Yeah, it looked very pretty. Mm. When he goes back, though, mm. I, I'm not sure where it is that they're filming, but it does look like it's um, a, a proper path. It's like a grass. Uh, sorry, path. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's like a big... A big Grass bit um, yeah. surrounded so, by grass, grass, grass bits, grass bit. Yeah, I really want to know where that is actually because that looked really yeah. beautiful. So I'm not yeah. sure if I'm not sure if it is a proper, maybe not a cycle path, but a, it's where you take your kids to learn path. to cycle. Yeah, is it where you take them? It is where I I taught my best friend to cycle on a grassy hill, and I basically, <laughs> which basically involved me pushing her on the bike and running alongside her and screaming, Ladies "You can do it!" The grin on Drew's face. <laughs> <laughs> Separate topic, new topic, completely new topic. How did you feel about the Sonic and the introduction of the Sonic? Really? She has her hands in the air with strange gestures. I was trying to, I was trying to work out how to make a symbol for one hundred. Oh, that's how much I loved it. <laughs> I thought you were. Like, I should have done like one zero zero. I think we're now doing Buddha's one with it. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, it's not the. Is it not the coolest screwdriver you've ever seen? I really. <laughs> I really like the yeah. screwdriver. I, I like love the look the of it. Yeah, me too. I, yeah. I kind of like the, the references to Sheffield Steel and stuff. I'm not as in love with the MacGyver scene to make it. Yeah, I don't could, know. I, I like that they showed us the actual making of the screwdriver because I did not like Capaldi's. The, the weird hatching of a new TARDIS-like screwdriver from the TARDIS, the last one. I thought that was dreadful. Mm. So it's really nice that we got to see her create it, but I agree that scene was maybe a little bit over the top. It was also better than the equivalent scene, though, in Army of Ghosts, where Tennant was bodging Oh, that was dreadful. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. No, this was... I, I liked it, and, and there was attention to detail. It was like, oh, wait, hang on. So we need, we need an alien component. No one on Earth can just go ahead and build one of these. We need one of those space crystals. But then she's soldering on a microchip, and mm. like, there's, there's some attention to detail there. Mm. I also, Jim said you really like the goggles, and you were sad that they are not part yeah. of the final outfit. I like the steampunk goggles. Yeah. yeah. 
She, cause she, she still kept Do you think those. she shoved them in a pocket? I bet she did. With yeah. them out again? Yeah. Mm-mm. I hope so. Her pockets were empty. She had plenty of space. Exactly. Yeah. Sonic goggles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, no, 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 no <laughs> x-ray, no infrared, just goggles. <laughs> and U- UV things. protection, maybe. <laughs> All right. What about Swiss Army goggles? <laughs> Minus the knife. Oh. I thought there was a bit of, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say the, the reference to the knife. Did we, did we like that or did we think it was a bit bit forced or I, like I, I kind of liked it I liked it yeah, yeah. what's she saying I got it's only a point to make it's a point worth making only it idiots carry knives yeah. 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 yeah it was good and it fits with the doctor because he's so against weapons so it's not and, like and she is as well yeah and exactly she, <laughs> she even the, well no I'm saying I've already done that twice in this episode so. I'm saying he when I'm sort of talking about previous inclinations like yeah, yeah, he yeah. has always oh, been okay. against weaponry she now is still also against weaponry so it's lawyered yeah nice one <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Well, again, on my Sheffield blog, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, right. Loads of people had picked up on that and said that they thought it was, there was like, um, there must have been, I, I haven't kept up to date with all of the local news, I am afraid, but there must have been a big knife incident and they were saying it was like really well sort of timed and that she'd done it in like response to that. But, ah. it, it, but it was filmed last year, so it can't be, it's just coincidence. But I think it is, a prevalent issue in basically every big city in England and like it's a good thing to point out to a like a young audience watching this not I don't know but also it does fit in with her character it's not just a thrown in there to do like pay lip service to it yeah. so I think it worked really well and it's, yeah. it's a flagship show we talked before about they could have had an opportunity to show CPR or something I think it was and they cut away mm. and it's like this is what the BBC can do with this yeah they don't have to make it too in in your face, but just the odd little comment here and there could do the world a good. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I'm going to bring in another external review. Let's hear it. Which I also sent to you yesterday, which was that, because because we're talking about messages to young'uns and just sort of, it seems to be pitched more at families, this one. It's dark, but kids can watch it. Adults can get something out of it. Abby said that it was the first episode she got into and really enjoyed. That's that's quite something. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And and is she, she joining who back when? No, but she started <laughs> she started off on the sofa just with it on and she was on the computer and by the end she had put down the laptop and was watching. Oh my god. And I can vouch nice. that that has never happened before. Oh, I'm so pleased to Do hear you think it. She's going to carry on watching them. It's very possible. Wow. Oh, that's so cool. Mm. That's really cool. So anecdotal evidence that a female doctor brings in the audience. <laughs> but the, I think before it came up, maybe not directly before, but there was a BBC advert for like um, all of their sh- current shows that are featuring like strong female leads. And there were so many. They had like five or six different ones and they all looked incredible. And the doctor was even thrown more. in. Maybe more than that. I think yeah. it was like a dozen. Um, and it was so wonderful. And I did wonder whether something like that will bring in like more women to come and watch it that have always kind of gone oh you know i'm not into sci-fi it's not for me da, da, da. but now there's a female doctor you know why not give it a try i really hope that that happens me too okay. yeah <laughs> and and you said on the way down we're, we're trying not we're trying really hard not to talk about it before we recorded but um marie said that if there are some guys out there that feel like it's not worth watching anymore because the female doctor then fuck them <laughs> Yeah, Aww. maybe maybe didn't say those words. I didn't but. say those quite exact words. <laughs> but but, uh, but uh, if you if you end up if you end up losing a few male viewers, then yeah, sod it. I f- yeah, 
I don't know. Well, yeah, agreed. If you're not prepared to take someone from the opposite gender as a role model, there's no other word for you than damaged. Yeah. It's highly unlikely that anyone listening to this podcast is of that particular persuasion. But on the off chance that there is someone who is that fucking narrow-minded and dumb and behind the times and you're still listening, please write in. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to have a comment from someone of that opinion on the website. It might actually bring Nick back (laughs) to read out the hate mail. (laughs) Yeah, write in to us or pop a comment on this page on the website and let's have a conversation about it. Uh, The only thing I was reading, like, comments and stuff and the only kind of negative things people were like, oh, you're... It's, you're messing with history, and then messing the, with history. Exactly, and then the and then the replies to that being like, "Dude, it's a, it's fiction. <laughs> <laughs> B, it's an alien. <laughs> like this is not history. You can rewrite. You can make it anything you want to be. Um, and it's what the, the doctor does all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you think that those people are also against Missy? Or are they okay with a different Gallifreyan or possibly an antagonist Mm. swapping gender? I don't remember there being much hate about Missy. I don't think so either. No. Quite the opposite, actually. And actually, that's, and I think that maybe that's quite a clever thing on their part is to establish that it can happen with a different character. Yeah. And then once it's written in, then why couldn't the Doctor be a woman? Because we've already seen it happen with a different Time Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. People are very attached to their role models, though. I say damaged, but there is another British constantly regenerating franchise dating from the early 60s james bond james bond yeah. where if they did come out with a jane bond i probably I wouldn't be okay wouldn't with like be okay with it yeah no, so, so be... what's the difference is what i've been trying to figure out well it's a huge day well this okay, well, just it, just it, specify the apparently clear difference so well i i disagree and i think because i don't i am not a huge fan of james bond so i don't like quote me on anything okay. but if, what I've been led to understand is that it's not supposed to be the same character all the time. Every incarnation of Bond is a different Bond, and James uh, Bond is a code name. Th- that's a it, it's a popular theory, but I don't think it's that popular. I think most of the people so feel different. like it's they the play the actors play them so differently. How can you say not that's super the differently? You not think? S- no, I don't think so. What about the one who got married? What? But Roger Moore? No, no, no. So, Wait, George Lazenby. George yeah. Lazenby. But that's in the books, and in the books, it's just one person. It's just that the films were done over decades. Mm. I, I, okay, I mean, you're not the only one who subscribes to this this theory that that is a fan theory but i've also heard the fan theory that james bond is a time lord uh, so th- i mean so then why can't it be a woman <laughs> so, <laughs> well this this question was sort of bothering me. okay so i can i can tell you two reasons just off the top of my head go for it okay a it's non-canonical i mean james bond is a human being this is an alien so let's just set that aside just on like that weird high level practical level right Secondly, I think an important aspect of James Bond's persona is that he is a male asshole, and with machismo. Yeah, and I feel like you're changing the character if you make it uh, make that character a woman, or if you make that character suddenly more progressive, or as in politically progressive or socially progressive. So you miss out on certain things. That's not to say that I wouldn't welcome the equivalent franchise. I would love that. In fact, they tried once, and unfortunately, they tried to spin off the female equivalent of James Bond from the worst James Bond film oh which one guess oh god i don't know any of them oh okay jim <laughs> got any got any suggestions uh the world is not enough 
Uh, it was Die Another Day. I was oh, going to guess that. <laughs> Why did oh. you do that to me? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to make up for thinking Roger Moore got married. I feel such an idiot for <laughs> saying that. Well, it was Die Another Day, and they wanted... Uh, now I can't remember her name. What's the actress? Halle Berry? Halle Berry, thank you. Yeah, they wanted See, her... See, I know all about it. Bond tangent, sorry. Anyway, yeah, Bond needs to be a male asshole. That's, that's the main argument, I think. But the Doctor is open to all comers. The Doctor is a personality and a point of view. He's, he's, he or she, the Doctor is the personification of certain moral values and an inclination to help out wherever and whenever you are in space. So, and time. So, what does it matter if you're male or female or uh, what colour your skin is or how many arms you have? Like, the Doctor could be anyone and anything. Or how many hands. Or how many hands. <laughs> it could be... Tangent. Who won the bet? Wait, which bet? Wasn't there a thing about... When the doctor's uh, the first episode, she's a woman. She's gonna oh <laughs> yeah okay. So yeah, I got boobs. <laughs> Check out that booty. <laughs> we don't know what she was doing when she wasn't throwing stuff out of that changing room. At no, the but end. They, uh, yeah, I'll concede they didn't make a they didn't they made no reference to that. Oh, uh, so what do I win? <laughs> Uh, the Praise honor, from the fan base. <laughs> yeah, the honor of remaining a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> I still maintain that they have done this before with River Song. We encountered that episode quite recently, so uh, I'm glad that they didn't do it here. Uh, yeah. It was better. I really liked how they handled it. Yeah, and the whole she'd forgotten that she was a woman, and it was a surprise yeah. to her almost. And then she there that, was a moment when I thought they were going to make a reference to it. Really? When? Yeah, when she she's out of breath and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I can't really run with all this." whizzing and whatever something inside me burning inside me fizzing fizzing thank you yeah I thought mate, oh, there's gonna be some tacky joke about it now but there wasn't the only joke the, uh, when she goes oh these legs used to be longer when she was making the big <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that was quite fun <laughs> yeah. but I, I think it's the way it needs to be dealt with it's, yeah. it's saying look men and women really aren't that different mm. yeah. like she's just the doctor she's getting on with it the fact that she's a woman is secondary tertiary even further down the list. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and that's how she played it. It was good. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Killed that one. Okay, give us a point. Outfit. We get to see the outfit in action now. <gasps> oh my God, I love the outfit so much. And I loved, I loved how she, she had, they were in a charity shop. Like, yeah. Be- yeah, that's nice. Because when I first saw it, I was like, this is so cobbled together. Where the heck would you get that outfit from? And then it made perfect sense. I was like, oh man, yes. That's how I would dress if I still lived in Sheffield and shopped exclusively <laughs> charity shops. <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> So, I, yeah, I adored it. <laughs> Seems all right. Yeah. I'm not going to make it a deal breaker at this point. Oh, it's absolutely not a deal breaker. <laughs> I like it. I'm not a huge fan, but I... I uh, <laughs> you will be. <laughs> I'm sure I will be. I, 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 um, yeah. It I, super reminds me of more Mindy. And yeah, yeah exactly. And I, I can't I, get away from that. But moment. I like that. But it's so retro. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it makes sense because it is, these are things that people have thrown away that have probably been in their wardrobe since the 70s and you can find anything in a charity shop and that's the point of it. It's all just cobbled together and it looks, I, I love it. Jodie Whittaker was on Stephen Colbert, by the way. Uh, did anyone catch that interview? No. She was on, uh, on Late Night with Stephen Colbert, like, last week and was asked about her outfits mm. and she said yeah she was part of the process of picking out that outfit and uh, one of the main reasons for it was she wanted it to be really comfy so that she, <laughs> she has to wear this outfit a lot so, yeah. yeah oh that's really cool nice. yeah. yeah i like that i also think she looked really cool in capaldi's old outfit though when she had like yeah. the sleeves rolled up and she was all getting down to work and yeah. all torn and yeah oh, it looked very cool it did look very cool yeah, yeah. okay dos no opening credit sequence, but we get to hear the theme tune at the end. Yeah. How did you feel about it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's 
really good. That's super Sorry, good. Sorry, I made a noise over that. Yeah, Do it again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Missed it. Um, I like that there was no opening credits. And I like also she wasn't in it for the f- like a really long time. When did she appear? Maybe 10 uh, minutes in? Something like that, yeah. Quite far into the, the episode. Train. I'd sort of almost forgotten I was watching Doctor Who. It was just a, like a new like sci-fi show. And then she just drops out of nowhere and it was amazing. And then there is some music when she appears. Yeah, yes. when she walks up to the camera. Yeah, which oh. is so cool. That's and, like fantastic. gave me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Actually, you mentioning sci-fi shows gives me an idea for a question. Ooh. Which is that you and Jim are bang up to date on all the hot new Netflix sci-fi that they're pumping out constantly. Yeah. How does this stack up against all the new sci-fi of the last couple of years? Is, is is Doctor Who, you know, back at the cutting edge, or is it still lagging behind? I think, th- I think this felt a lot more cutting edge than it has done, because it, f- it felt very different. This is it because it's darker? I think so, yeah. I think story-wise, they're still lagging behind a bit. Mm. Okay. I think production wise and character wise they've got it back because i think the whole monster of the week thing that's quite dated yeah and i think it's not a, a novel this is literally predator yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely it's uh, in his notes <laughs> it's, in my, it's, in my, it's in jd's notes i was just oh. about to read jd's uh i'm not gonna call it a mini but he there were there was some chatter on uh, on twitter last night and jd former co-host, said... Now an actor. Now an actor! (laughs) Said, uh, I loved it, was amazing, except for the alien basically being Predator meets the Jem'Hadar. But I love imagining the alternate universe where Grace got to be a companion. Oh, me too, JD, me too. I know. Mm. No. Oh, JD. The audience is tearing up, podcast. She literally is. It's really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think the, the kind of sci-fi we're watching on Netflix, a lot of it is dr- driving more towards um, like psychological issues yeah. rather than monsters, like internal demons, but just set in a future kind of sci-fi universe. Um, whereas Doctor Who always needs a villain. It always has to have a bad guy. Mm. Mm. So that's maybe where it's a bit more traditional although the dream lord was the doctor's psychologist true. Ah. yes very true they get that from time to time don't they yeah uh, the one that i was actually thinking of was um capaldi trapped in the the same thing for oh yeah yes. yes. that's like, very modern like that was an amazing episode yeah like they can do it in doctor who but yeah. I, I think you're right that they kind of have a prerequisite to to do monsters and yeah not a lot of people doing that outside of film i think i don't think it's much of a tv thing anymore hmm. Um, but I going back to what I said about production values, I think this was the smartest like level of production I've seen in Doctor Who for a long time. Because it yeah. wasn't super high budget, but they just applied the effects in a good way. Mm. Like the the fig transport thing, whatever we want to call it. Like it was built well enough as a practical thing, but they needed a tiny little effect over the top to, to make it shimmer and mm. I don't know, little little attention to detail with his cold kind of seeping through the suit from occasion yeah. and you know i don't know just little bits like it's not not particularly the, um the lights the when oh, I was ryan pressed the button and it did this like little vroom, yeah kind of the sound editing vibration. when yeah. those lights come out yeah it, that it was beautiful it was gorgeous yeah. I, I you would press that button oh 100 <laughs> yeah. percent, like totally <laughs> with his dick <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well drew <laughs> i was expecting to lose a hand though that, that, that looked like that was kind of like hmm, gonna really use this hand wait hang on <laughs> 
Long. The thing that bothered me is when when everyone's touching the the weird massive fig. Why do they go flat? palm like whole hand touch if someone says touch that you go you go one finger like a gentle little prod to see if it's hot you don't put your whole hand on it how did they transport the ice cold fig thing with gloves (laughs) (laughs) true (laughs) if the temperature differential is that great how can uh how can can the alien survive when he takes off his mask yeah that that was the only thing they didn't really explain was why he likes taking his mask off. All the yeah, time. yeah, because the first time he did it to show the teeth, the second time it was like you're just showing off now. We yeah. know what you look like. He'd get awful toothache <laughs> all over his head. Oh, oh it's dentist bill. <laughs> <laughs> only because it'll take like seven hundred years for us to actually drop our proper review of this episode. No, I'm only lying. We'll probably do it next year or two years from now. Two yeah. years, three Four, years, five, six, seven, three, three, three years, three years. <laughs> the same for three years. I do want to say I was really proud. I called uh, the tooth guy and squiggly thing. I called them Carios and Pactos. I know that there's one person in, in podcast land who probably does enjoy that reference. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Tres? Oh, yes. Okay. Kind of on the note of the aesthetics, also the fact that it's so dark, as in tonally, it's so dark. Uh, it did feel, although much better, <laughs> it did feel reminiscent of class, of the spin off where they really pulled no punches and they made it, like, adults only. Subtract the sexual components, like, because there was a lot of just gratuitous references to sex or whatever, but suddenly have this be this grown-up Buffy the Vampire Slayer type thing, definitely more of a focus on an ensemble cast than just one character. Mm. Uh, yeah. I got class vibes. I, it was sort of like, oh, I wish class would have been this good. <laughs> no. See, I got Torchwood. Oh, much better. I, Forget what I just said. Because <laughs> I've, I've not watched class. Yeah. Like, this This was why I watched Torchwood. Yeah. No, it's, you're right. It's that you accept that Doctor Who is a family show, mm. but you kind of love it. And yeah. you think, oh, they're doing just a proper adult sci-fi thing from it. Let's watch that. Yeah. Oh, it's shit. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, Torchwood wasn't shit. Yeah. Do you think Torchwood was shit? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> we never actually got around to watching the the big uh, five-part arc thing, which is apparently amazing. <laughs> Drew is rolling his eyes because he knows what I'm going to say. the 20th time I've heard it on this podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Children of Earth. Oh, it's green. <laughs> I think we literally stopped watching the series before that. But. Not just Children of the Birth, the, the other one, Death Day. Is that what it's called, Death Day? Yeah, that was much later yeah. as well. Yeah. So good. So good, Drew. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll pick it up and watch it again. I'm but. not watching it. <laughs> maybe I'll pick it up and okay. watch it. Okay, you, you pick it up, watch it. I'll speed through most, if not all, of Torchwoods, uh, and uh, let's do one bonus episode about it. I am not being held to that. <laughs> In five years. I was really hoping for a... Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> you haven't got it in your notes, and we what? haven't said it yet. I'm going to say it. Say it. The ending. Yeah, oh yeah. They're just in... In space. Space, just floating in space. It felt very... Floating in space. <laughs> Why is her hair billowing in the wind? No, don't worry, let's save that for the next review. The... <laughs> did it also, uh, to you guys, did it feel very uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Oh, now I see. No? I, I didn't feel it, but 
I know. Because hmm. they're just stuck in space. Yeah. Oh, I'm surrounded by skepticism. <laughs> Six skeptical eyes looking at me. Sorry. I think I think because I've never seen it. Or is it in the film? I don't know. I don't, oh yeah, I probably. Know, I know it's. In yes, the, it is in the film. It is it? in the film. I think so. I can't picture it, but I know it's in the radio thing. I've never, I've never heard the radio thing, and I've never seen the TV show. Oh my! <gasps> what? I, oh, you have done this the entirely wrong way around. I, I, <laughs> I read the books, I, and I've seen the. Film. I'm dropping this microphone. <laughs> I, I read the books. That counts, right? <laughs> so, like you and anyone else out there, listen to the radio. The radio production. play is so that, good. That is yeah. the first thing he did. That's the thing that he nailed. Yeah. Everything else is Wait, the books, adaptation. He of didn't that. nail the books. They're fantastic. They well, they go off in different directions and stuff. But the the first radio series is just quintessentially what Hit- Hitchhikers is, and it is done brilliantly. Okay, all right, that's happening. Okay. Also, um, Amy's hair billows in the wind when she's out of the yeah. It's sky. a trope. It's a trope. But Drew had an explanation for this. What that it was within the TARDIS's sort of force field. Yep, you think exactly. that's where they are right now? Uh, Possibly, but I don't. Maybe. I mean, they are surviving. They have to be. Yeah, they have to get out of this somehow. At this moment, it looks impossible. This, this was my thought: is that this is the first episode in a long series. We already know who the companions <laughs> We're gonna are. Kill them all. We know that she's the Doctor, and it's just like, <laughs> what's the? Why are you even attempting to put peril at the end of this? Like, oh no, I loved it. <laughs> I assume that they're being kept in some sort of stasis or whatever to survive and they are going to be picked up by aliens. Yeah. By the way... Probability drive. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, first episode in I don't even know how long that we don't get to see the TARDIS at all. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's an allusion to the last view of the TARDIS as it blew up at the the end of the last episode, but uh, we don't get to see it even. Mm. First episode since midnight? Possibly. Is Wait, no, we a... get to see the interior of the TARDIS at the end of Midnight, don't we? Oh, uh, maybe. Mm. I think so. I, do, you, do you think... I, do you really think that they are outside of the TARDIS right now? I don't think so. I think the next episode will end with them finding the TARDIS. Yeah. Oh, perhaps, yes. And oh, then we'll have the, the, yeah. the crescendo of this is the new interior. Mm. I would like to see them go with a new way to make you feel peril at the end of every episode i would like them because we're not going back to any old foes to quantum leap it and they arrive on a new planet at the end of each episode and the doctor goes oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh heck so so there would be an arc and the arc would be there is no tardis except at the end of the season or what they could just arrive somewhere in the tardis and you just oh i see yeah yeah so you get instant peril for a week we had that we had that with hardenal We'll bring it back. Yeah. Quantum Leap stole it from Doctor Who. Let's, let's reclaim <laughs> that. But I would also be up for um, not having the TARDIS. Oh, really? Oh, Until really? the end of the... Oh. End of a series, yeah. So... Uh, I don't know. I think it would be... Try an... spend a series... Well, that would be an arc, and he's not doing an arc. But wouldn't that be a nice arc? Is well... Spend a series... This is why I kind of hope on. there is something. Because, I mean, you've already mentioned, like, it would be nice if they had a, a nod to going to rescue the humans that have been captured in these previous hunts. Mm. And it's like, this is why it's a problem if you don't put any arcs in. Because mm. every storyline either has to be entirely wrapped up or you have to then put into a little side box and say, well, the Doctor doesn't give a shit about that. Mm. Um, that's why it's a bigger foe kind of concentrates and you can carry on and have progression through the series. is good. So... Maybe little things like that they might do. They're just not con- considering it a big, bad foe yeah. that's going to be... Gonna I mean, the, the episodes are clearly connected in yeah. some way. The, yeah, yeah, the next yeah. episode will start where this one ended. And so. there's going to be like character development and there'll be mini like arcs for the companions, that is true. surely. I think we... they're going to end up snogging. 
No. I didn't even cross my mind. I, had, I actually hadn't thought about it. Now I feel really silly for not having no, thought about no, it. No, but genuinely, I hadn't even thought about it. <laughs> I didn't think about it. I did But too. they probably will. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. I bet they will. Now you've said it, of course they're going to. Yeah. Thanks for that spoiler, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, well, I'm hoping they don't, but I thought they might mm. put that in there. Just getting well, back to the obviously, we're talking about Graham and Yaz, yeah? <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, oh. she is nearly as old as him. <laughs> <laughs> Just to add to the, well, maybe we won't have a TARDIS this whole season. We are currently in Classic. We're with Pertwee, and he has only just now regained his TARDIS. He was without a TARDIS. I mean, he had his TARDIS, but he couldn't do anything with it for a whole season. So, mm. yeah, why not? Could he move around on Earth? No, he couldn't. No. He on, on a few occasions or a couple of occasions, he would get into the TARDIS and the Time Lords would transport him somewhere, but he was unable to manipulate it in any way. Which is the same as not having a TARDIS, yeah. effectively. It was just a, inc- an incredibly efficient cupboard for him. It fits in <laughs> with the, um, Jim's favourite uh, phrase du jour. Oh, what is it? I don't know. The, the BBC... You say it all the time. <laughs> what do I say? Oh, this, this is delicious. He likes to say, um, boundaries build creativity. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> well, you're confused because the BBC obviously have this show. <laughs> no. Yes, yeah, I, so I do have, say that. So boundaries a... <laughs> build creativity. <laughs> <laughs> he says it all the time. Would you um, like a cigarette holder while you say it? <laughs> I would love a cigarette holder. <laughs> Give me a puff on that vape. Nice. You give them a I constraint like and they have to think of more creative ways to then yeah. get him to find foes would be interesting. I don't think they're going to do it, but they could. Yeah. No, I don't think they will. I think, I think you're right. I think I, it'll be the end of the next yeah, episode. Yeah, I think, I think Leon's yeah. got it. Yeah. I'm not betting on this. <laughs> not even a gentleman's bet. <laughs> I am no gentleman. <laughs> At the end, ahead of the teaser for the next episode, we get a whole list of just this actor's going to be on it. This actor's going to be on it. Are there any particular actors that stand out? I mean, I know that there's one actor that, that stood up for Miriam and me. Um, no? who, who the hell were most of them? <laughs> I, I realised a few of them. Did you? Yeah, not their names. I would never have been able to. Yeah, some of them, the faces were more familiar. Was um, Lee Mack on there? Yeah. Yes, he was. Yes. Yeah. It, what, was Alan Cumming? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. That's In gonna a be very fun. nice outfit. Yeah, oh, that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Right? But the thing, I love that we've... Because you know, I know the one that you're about to say as well. Is... Art Malik. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also... <laughs> um, and Chris North, Chris Mr. Big! <laughs> but what I was going to say is, isn't it a wonderfully diverse list of people? There's a lot of different ethnicities, men, women, like all different mixes. Yep. And you've literally picked out like the four middle-aged white guys on that list. Oh, Malik! <laughs> oh, who's Hello! Who's that? I don't know who that is. I mean, I'm not going to make a wild stab at Art Manic's ethnicity, but he is a, a middle-aged white guy. Okay. <laughs> Art Manic, The Living Daylights, True Lies, Sex in the City 2. Wow. Oh, wow, this is just a big reunion. <laughs> oh, that's dreadful. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, Doctor Who. Art Manic is going to play Ilin in The Ghost Monument. Oh, so next week. Is it? Yeah, is that's that the next one. Oh, cool. Ooh. Very, very cool. I super didn't like... They just listen. Like, if mm. if you're the person that knew all these um, celebrities, actors, that's what they are. They're actors. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know if you would get super excited or whether you would. Could you move past the it's fact that it just looks like the BBC name dropping, basically? It's kind of oh, it was, like, yeah. spoilery. Yeah. It's just like, this is everything that's and coming the, up. Yeah. yeah. And it is name dropping. I don't know. Because I, I didn't recognize most of them. And I think it's because we don't really watch BBC dramas. And I wondered if it's just 
Are they all just from BBC dramas? I mean, a fair few of them might be, but I think it's because they there are no previous aliens, so they aliens, so they cannot give any of those away. Yeah. That will be new every single week. Yeah. So all they can do is say, "We got these actors. Have a look at them. Some of them are in costumes. We're going into history in Trust some episodes, and we'll go good. into space yeah. in these episodes, and just keep frigging watching." Yeah. And okay, it didn't persuade me to watch any more, but it didn't persuade me to watch any less. But does it mean that they haven't got any decent actors in makeup? Because they were all humans. They were all recognisable. They weren't all humans. Or humanoid. Human, yeah. Not even different skin colour, mm-hmm. like I mean, beyond the, our different skin There were a, a few of them, at least two of them, that denoted time travel. Like Alan Cummings' makeup and... He was a musketeer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there was definitely one other person who was like, oh, that's not future that's not space that's a regency drawing room exactly yeah so like all right cool so there will be some time travel which by the way presumably tardis right so the tardis will make an appearance yeah in the teaser for the next episode we got to see someone who might be an alien there were like in the star trek vein of well i'm an alien because my eyebrows are green no i'm assuming there are aliens but like we've just had like matt smith's stuff where and Capaldi then gets all the, the companions with the Sontaran and the... Oh, yeah, that's true. Other, like, Vastra and all that kind of stuff. And none of them were famous actors before, as far as I'm aware. Like, they were just yeah. people who auditioned. And now they're, they're rolling out this massive cast of people right. that are going to guest star on Doctor Who. But they're, you know, they're not the people that are in prosthetics or anything. Like, I don't know. I find it a bit, bit weird. That, so so um, what is, what's the reason for that, do you think? Do you think it's like a... Check it out. We are a big, successful show. Like We have a new showrunner, and we had the odds stacked against us, and we had people hating us before they'd even seen an episode because they were sexist yeah. douchebags. But check out the cast we've got. I think maybe there is a bit of that. And I, th- I think there's maybe a bit of them pitching it as just another BBC drama as well. It's, it's oh perhaps yeah. like they've moved it to this different slot. Um, which is where I, I understand because people kept telling me that this is where the other BBC dramas normally go. And and I think that, like I said, that um, the advert the, before that put it in with all the like strong female women kind of thing. I don't think I've ever seen an, advers- an advert for Doctor Who that's like lumped in with other shows. It's normally yeah. a standalone thing. People, it already has its audience. It doesn't need to find new people. Yeah, I think so they're, I they're think trying they to grow it, it quite outside of sci-fi. Yeah. Um, because... I think maybe this is actually the best opportunity to do it as well. Is it, you might get a female audience starting to watch because there's a female lead, yeah. And they may not have, they may have, like Marie said earlier, they may have dismissed it as sci-fi, not interested in sci-fi. It's like you know what, sci-fi is just another type of drama. Mm. It's set in a different place and a different time, maybe, but it's just drama. Yeah, it's not genre for genre's sake. Exactly. Mm. So I, I think this might be a big push from the BBC to totally put it in a different slot. Yeah. Hmm. In all senses. But we shall see, I suppose. Oh, right. But I really like that. I think that that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not, not saying this is negative. No, yeah. no. But yeah, because it hasn't lost its roots. This first episode was very much sci-fi. We got a brilliant alien. We got all the like tech, but it also had heart. And yeah, why not market it and try and get different people interested? Like Abby, who was never interested before. And now... Yeah. Now suddenly is. Abby, join the show. Yeah. <laughs> She's listening to this. I know, she, I, know, I know you listen, Abby. She never listens. Oh. <laughs> something else to say in this, this episode's favour. It was an achievement. Abby is the most sceptical. Mm. She, she's always watched Under Sufferance, but not, not yesterday. Not anymore. Mm. Yeah. And I think it could be the thing that sci-fi needs as well. Like, yeah. I, I think it's, it's a lot more mainstream, you know, and, and Marvel have done a massive thing of 
of kind of getting sci-fi action stuff into the big kind of mainstream but and i think the stuff we've been watching on netflix seems to be quite high profile things mm, and that's the yeah. thinking sci-fi yeah that's you know tapped into a slightly different audience and this is now the kind of mainstream family tv thing to conquer of getting that out there mm. for everyone and i think that's great yeah let's conquer the world with sci-fi that's yeah it. exactly <laughs> but mainly dot who dot who's for everyone in summary, Chibnall's best episode, surely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, done, well done, Chibbers. <laughs> We're not rating this, are we? No, because no. this isn't a real review. Exactly. No. So I think that about wraps us up for um, this opening episode of Jodie Whittaker's new Rainless Doctor. Can't wait to see what more she has. I know. Offer. Yeah. In about five years when we uh, catch up to that. Oh, so oh in you the, little faith. <laughs> in the meantime, instead, we've got some wonderful tricks of our sleeve. Uh, and our next review will be a classic. And mm-hmm. it is called... Invasion, Invasion of, of the, the Dinosaurs. dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, not a all well super, super synced. Wasn't confident with the invasion. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, it sounds intriguing. I cannot wait to listen. <laughs> And after that, our next new Who will review will be of the girl who waited. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> um, and that's all from us. If you want to contact any of us, yeah, you can okay. How so, do we do that? I think if you want to uh, <laughs> get on your on your Twitter, you can tweet some of us. I think Drew might be on there. Is he? Yeah, I'm a Drew Backwen. Drew Backwen. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good branding. And uh, I think Leon might <laughs> also be on there. Yeah. I'm at Ponkin, P-O-N-K-E-N. That's how you spell it. That is how you spell it. <laughs> <laughs> and myself and Jim can be contacted the old-fashioned way via email. <laughs> the old-fashioned <laughs> Not what my grandmother thinks is old-fashioned. <laughs> the newfangled way. Email. <laughs> Please email us your comments at... Who back when at gmail.com. Very good. That's it. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> You've been a lovely audience. So quiet. <laughs> Until the next time. Rock on. Be excellent to each other. Oh. And. Ciao, ciao. Bye bye. See ya. <laughs> Can I say a northern goodbye? Oh, go for it. Ta-ra then, duck. <laughs> <laughs> Should be ducks. I'm sure there's more than one person listening. (laughs) Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends. I've got no friends. No problemo. Tell some strangers. Hey! Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome. High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it. We're at who back when. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit, listen to us on Stitcher and head on over to our website whobackwhen.com where you can submit a review of your own, browse the article archives and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters and more which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, cha ciao. Who back when?